swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trapped a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Conor Jennings! Okay, welcome to the This Is Tramia podcast. Paul Harper here. Thank you for uh, for listening, downloading, streaming, however you are tuning in. Um, obviously, still in isolation, so we're recording on Skype. So if the quality of the uh, the sound isn't as good as usual, that is the reason. Um, bit of an interview um, for this episode. You may have seen on Twitter that there is a Tramia documentary going around um, involving the national league playoff final it's called against all the odds it has been done by mr richard alt he of the um the the camera the uh, the official photographer for the club and uh, has produced a, a quite magnificent um documentary film uh, regarding the playoff final so rich first of all thank you for joining us are you welcome evening paul happy to be here How's, it, how's isolation coping? We've asked everyone so far. <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, it gets a little bit boring, doesn't it? And lack of fresh air, lack of footy, but yeah, we're getting through. There's worse things that could happen. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, one of the things you could be doing while you are isolating at home is watching a Tramia documentary, isn't it? Oh, it's probably be the first thing I'd do. Probably be the first <laughs> thing I'd do, mate. Right, so let's... Uh, Let's cut to the chase. Um, how did this all come about, first of all? Yeah, um, so it was probably late 2018. Um, I've always kind of been fascinated by documentaries and enjoyed them as a as a content form, I guess. And then, um, yeah, late 2018, for some reason, the penny had never dropped before this point that Tramia might be a good subject to, to cover in a documentary. I thought of all sorts of other weird ideas and quickly throwing them out and then, Obviously, this is probably six or seven months on um, from the find against Boredom Wooden. I think I was on holiday with, with Rach, my wife at the time, and I thought, what a great idea to do something about that, that find we just had. Um, and that's where it started. She mentioned it to, to my wife, who's a big Tromley fan, very supportive, and, and Rach was like, uh, yeah, go for it. Like <laughs> Just green light, crack on, do what you want to do. Um, so I did, and that, that's where the it all started, really, mate. I'm guessing this isn't like a simple process, though, is it? It's not kind of, well, let's, let's um, 
get all the footage together and throw it all together and it's going to take a couple of hours this has been a long long old process on it oh yeah i mean how long have you got mate it's um we've got so lots think... of time in isolation here mate <laughs> that's that's true so this we'll do, break this down into <laughs> yeah scraping the battle um so where did it start so it started off with mulling it over after that that point of the idea thinking is this going to be actually something i can do because well, I've done photography. I've never really done any uh, any video. Certainly, never put anything together like this before. No skills or qualifications in like video editing or anything. So it was all a bit like I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, which in hindsight I probably did do. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a case of first of all get the permissions I needed to do it. So it was as always. Ask the guys at Charmid who are just so supportive whenever um, you know whenever I ask anything of them or or whatever. They're always really behind behind you and want to make it easy for you. Um, went to the National League. They were fine as well. They, they said, crack on, BT. Obviously, BT had the footage. And while you can pull it off YouTube and stuff, which is somewhat unofficial, um, you do obviously need the official say-so. Plus, as part of this process, I learned, if you do go through those routes, you get um, they send it to you in a format where you can lift certain bits of sound in and out like different tracks of the the audio basically so as you go through a documentary you notice there's no no commentary on it for example um just the crowd noise and by going through bt and and all that that made that possible so yeah when all the permissions come in um it was sounding the players out basically uh i think connor and Norris were the first couple i went to um obviously big parts of the squad and, and that game themselves spoke to Conor quite a lot actually um or more than probably any other player so I thought he, he's a good good one to start with they were both up for it and then it was a case of working out who who else I wanted how it fit together and and going from there and I could probably speak to you for another three hours about about that process as well so in terms of sort of choosing the uh choosing the, the players that you wanted to speak to and wanted to sort of piece together in part of this sort of the tapestry of the of the documentary, if you like. How do you sort of narrow it down? Do you, did you just want to speak to everyone or was it a case of picking out a few key individuals? Yeah, you want to speak to everyone. Like being a Tramia fan like you are as well, Paul, it's, uh, you know, the fan in me just wanted to sit down with every single one of them, speak to them at length, but you do I have know, to I know some of them though, so I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, I'll say now all the ones I picked up were brilliant. Um, so, so obviously Connor and Noah's the first two I mentioned there, and then uh, you obviously want the gaffer, Mickey Melanie, want him on there. And then it's like, who else? So Macker as captain was an obvious kind of choice. Um, Scotty Davis, big part to play in the game. As your keeper, I thought Jeff Hughes would be someone who you didn't hear of that often when he was at Tramia, to be honest. He didn't seem to do that many interviews. He did a few, but nothing in real length so I thought even though he's back in Northern Ireland he'd be great if we could somehow get in front of him and, and speak to Jeff about, about his involvement and also that was his last game on it for the club so I thought that yeah. was another another angle um, Rides obviously I was I didn't actually approach Rides for probably six or eight weeks after I started the project because I didn't want him to think I was like taking the piss or being a little bit off in terms of, yeah, I know you got sent off after less than a minute, but do you want to talk about it kind of thing? But so I kind of went via um, 
I think Connor or someone on that and said, can you sound rides out and see if he'd be up for it? And, you know, he, anyone who's met or spoke to Liam knows what a top, top bloke he is. And he was up for it as well. So um, they're the kind of main protagonists, I thought, through the through the film. Ollie Norburn also agreed to do it, actually. But um, the day, day I was meant to go to Bolton to film, I think Shrewsbury's training schedule got ripped up or something at the end of the last season because I think they got absolutely smashed at Coventry and they put him in a bit of danger with a few games to go so he no longer had the time he, he thought he was going to have. So he was probably the only other one that um, from the playing side I wanted um, who I couldn't get. Um, yeah, and that's it. You try and pick the main players out because I'll say if you went, you went through everybody you'd, you'd end up having probably you know, 15 hours worth of footage and a lot of bored players talking to me for hours on end. <laughs> and so you say you, the, the the idea sort of came about late sort of 2018 we're now in march 2020 um it's been an arduous process i know and there's been a few teething problems along the way but um sort of how how difficult has it been sort of throughout the whole kind of process sort of wondering a is it going to get finished at all is it going to be able to be released and and be sort of, you know, putting it all together, making the final sort of changes and editing it and all the rest of it to, to make it as, as perfect as you can you can get it. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, in terms of timeframes, going back to um, probably, I think the interview started February, March time last year, the first few, and then by the time we got to kind of May time, um, I had quite a few of them in the bag. I've been over to um, Northern Ireland, or Rachel and I kind of made a weekend of that. Um, bit of a flying visit over to Belfast and Larne, which was cool. And there was only a few left to interview, and um, we obviously then got into the playoffs again. So I thought, you know what, I've got enough footage to make a cool little trailer of the of the documentary and put that out as a little um, bit of inspiration, I guess, before the Forest Green game. So you remember that that went out. Um, I think the trailer went out last May or last April or something crazy yeah. like that um, and got an unbelievable reception. Like People have been so positive about it and so interested in it, which I, I thought there would be interest, but probably not to the the kind of scale it got to, to be honest. Um, and I look back on putting that trailer out as one of the best things I did because while it, I was cursing it at some point, I know that I will probably have at one point last summer just thrown it like just stop doing it because yeah it was just uh you know i'd never done anything like this before it was around a full-time job so i'm trying to squeeze interviews in and the editing and everything else around a full-time job and everything else that's happening in, in life and oh it was just it was just a lot of work and i got to a point i think it was probably august last year and the season was starting again i'd wanted to get it out by august um and there's just so much work to do i think i think i must have spent probably three weeks doing the first one minute of the film literally I'd, i've got about five different starts on my uh on my external hard drive but i worked on it for a week looked at it and just forgot what i even liked about it to begin with and just basically started again and that went <laughs> over and over and over until uh i think i think rach and me dad were like at some point you're just gonna have to start like just go with it if you need to come back to the start do it um so yeah, the editing took an absolute age, and then um, you get because that trailer was out there. It was something 
I couldn't drop. Like I couldn't not let people down, but you can't give people a taste of, oh, this is a cool idea and this could look really good. And then you can just uh, you know, throw it out six months later. Um, and then I think it was tied up in about October, November time. It, it was done. Uh, finally happy with it, finally finished. And then it was just the the guys that I basically got permission from last January, kind of as a curtsy and just to double check that I had it in right. And I wanted to go ride all those guys again, um, which is Tramia, National League and uh, BT. Tramia and, and BT were back to me within, well, Tramia will be probably minutes or hours. BT was a day or so. No problem at all. Crack on. Um, and then there's, there's the National League, which... Um, yeah, it's taken a little bit longer to, to get to a point where we didn't release it. Um, so that that was a frustrating frustration because you're basically sitting on a completed project then since you know throughout Christmas, throughout um, you know when Tramway were having a bit of a bad spell, and thought oh, this could be a nice little pick me up for for anyone who wants to watch it. And um, yeah, it's still sat on your computer doing absolutely nothing uh, to the point where when I finally did get it back out and. You know, four or five weeks ago, and I thought, you know, we're getting to the point where we can release it. I watched it through for probably the first time on a full TV, and there's loads of it. I was like, this is shocking. I need to go back and tweak all this. So probably in the last few weeks, it's probably had about another seven to ten hours work on it. And you've done all this yourself, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. The only bits I didn't do were um, the movie poster, <laughs> the design of the movie poster I outsourced um, to a designer, because yeah, I was past the uh, past the stage of trying to teach myself anything else new, to be honest. And um, yeah, pretty much everything else was I did myself. It was a steep learning curve. There's loads of the audio and stuff. I look back on and think, oh, you you absolute moron! You could have done X, Y, and Z to make that a bit clearer or a bit better or whatever. But um, yeah, everything else, mate. I think myself. Some of the behind the scenes footage obviously come from Tranmere and a um, bit of stock drone footage of Wembley. You'll see at the start of it midway through. Um, I think Joel Lampkin, who did some of the behind the scenes stuff for Tramia last year, gave us uh, a couple of minutes or seconds worth of footage, I think, in there. But And obviously Greg Clayton and um, another YouTuber I found had some good fan footage. So, you know, bits of footage came from them as well. But in terms of putting together the editing, yeah, that was uh, it's all myself, which in hindsight probably wasn't the brightest idea to go through with. <laughs> so, obviously, you... you... I mean, you've you you've picked a pretty good time to release it now. To be to be fair, I mean, obviously, like the the clay season, uh, you know, before the playoff final last year, Christmas time, obviously, it was a good time to release stuff like this. But you've picked a pretty good time to release it, haven't you? Uh, yeah, almost by accident, isn't it? Really, it's um, <laughs> it was getting to the point where whenever this was ready, it was going out. And yeah. you know, four, five, six, four, five weeks ago, whenever it was, when it was like, yeah, this could go out now. This whole isolation thing hadn't really, you know, wasn't really on the radar for anyone. So it was like it's just going out in the midst of a relegation battle, and you know, this is before we'd had our little run of form as well. So it's like, yeah, it's going out in the midst of a relegation battle in February, and that's what it is. And you know, a few weeks on, hasn't the landscape changed somewhat? Yeah, absolutely. Um... I've obviously I've I've watched it. I've helped you a little bit with with a bit of proofreading and stuff. Certainly, I've mate. Yeah, it's, um, it's fantastic. I was obviously working for the club on the on the day, my last match as in an official capacity, 
really sort of brings the hairs on the back of your neck to stand up and is that, is that before back. you got sacked Portlo? I was not sacked <laughs> I was not sacked as you well know uh, don't you join the other two <laughs> um, but yeah it brings back all the emotions and obviously speaking to the players you're getting the some of the untold stories as well that some that probably not um, been made too public um, over the over the course of the the last sort of eighteen months since since the game. So uh, you must be really proud of of what you've been able to to put together and sort of keeping some of those stories a bit hush hush as well. You know to make them sort of exclusive to the to the film as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, first of all, just to to make the point that what you said, I doubt it. I'd like to see yourself proofreading. Um, I'd like to Rob McNair, Tranmere, and uh, I'm almost certainly going to forget to thank people here. But um, you know, a few people have chipped in with with contributions that without that, it would have been pretty much impossible. Because you go absolutely crazy looking at the same bit of text on screen for like six months on end. So having the fresh eyes of like see yourself and the other people is really uh, it, it would have come out a different product without that, undoubtedly. Um, so yeah, really appreciate. All that from yourself, mate, and also the uh, the other people who've jumped on and helped out. Um, in terms of the stories, yeah, uh, we're we're very lucky as Trammy fans. And um, Matt Jones has brought out two absolutely belting books the last couple of years about um, yeah, definitely, yeah, the, the five years in National League, and then the the most recent one, which is a look over a, a further period of time. They're both amazing reads, and first, obviously, we I was kind of aware of the the stories in the first one and you kind of use it with some of the players maybe to tee up getting a little bit more out of them um, and then when some of the other stories I remember, I remember Matt saying to me pre the uh, pre the Newport fam- final, oh I've managed to get Jeff Jeff Hughes on for an interview about uh, last year's final and this is like probably two months after I've interviewed him and I'm like oh god I hope he doesn't talk in length to him like um, <laughs> But thankfully, no, it was, uh, it was quite a brief interview Matt did that day. But yeah, there's loads of stories in there and you know, some of the best ones have come from the likes of uh, John Carroll, who's the uh, first team coach driver. You all know John Paul. Yeah. Um, some, some of the people may not. Great bloke, but also a great character. And like he's obviously got to drive the boys Imagine home. After the... in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't argue with him, like, put it that way. He's like six foot seven. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a unit, like, and he um, obviously he, he had the stories of driving the players home, and like some of the players can't remember which one of it because I was trying to get. You have so many ideas when you're going along, like a project like this. I, you know, you've done things yourself, Paul, and you you get ideas, and oh, that that'll be brilliant. Now, so one of mine was to get like um, players' own footage from in in dressing room and like maybe in the hotel the night before, doing whatever, like playing cards. I don't know what, what players do these days. Um, and then the bus home, their own celebrations. I thought, oh, this would be a really cool angle. And then uh, I can't. I think it was maybe Connor showed me after we'd done the interview. Showed me a little bit of footage on his phone of the bus journey home. And it's at that moment you're like, yeah, no, maybe I shouldn't have anything from the place. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about uh, going down the wrong avenue. So yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's been brilliant throughout, mate. You what you what. Let's let's touch on sort of how proud how proud you are. I mean, um, as a, as a mate, you know, 
dead proud of you for putting all this together. It, it's it is brilliant, and for anyone who who um, is contemplating uh, having a look, I would fully fully recommend it. It's brilliant. Um, you must be incredibly proud of, of what you've managed to to achieve and putting it all together. Yeah, uh, yeah, I reckon I am now. Um, like getting to this point was was not because you got you got people asking it on social media when's it out. Um, you know, the people you see when you go shopping, or you, you know, go in the tent after game. Oh, when's the documentary out? And at those points, you're like, what have you done here? You've made a rod for your own back. You've, as I said before, bitten off more than you can chew. And then uh, when you get to the point where now it is out there and it's released and it's finished, and you, I can look beyond all the little um, inconsistencies and things that nagged at me during making it and it is it is this morning really when it went out and you've got people like replying on Twitter and whatever saying how good it is and some mates that you used to play footy with and they're texting me and um a couple of them using the word you know proud of you and stuff and that's when you realise actually you know it's pretty cool what you've what you've managed to do and it, it, so yeah today I'd say it has dawned on me I'm kind of proud of it to be honest it's um yeah it's not been quick but it's it's been sad. I've loved doing it. Don't get me wrong. I've loved doing it. The, a lot of frustration, but now to look back on having gone through that and learn what I've learned, it's uh, it, yeah, it's cool. Defo cool. What was what was your favourite part of putting it all together? Some of the interviews, exporting a file last week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was my favourite part? You know what? There's there's loads. I, I won't go into them all, but like, I mean, as a Tramia fan, I mean, like, we all know the result. You all know what, sorry. We all know the result of what happened, but don't, don't give any spoilers away. <laughs> yeah. Um it was just it was just the experience of doing it. Like as a Tramia fan, everyone listening to this probably is, is like a Tramia fan and like it's still uh well I've been fortunate enough through the photography to be close to some of the players over the last few years to actually be there interviewing them talking about such a special day. That in itself was amazing, like for me to do that as a Tramia fan. So that was enjoyable on the whole. I think in terms of the, like sitting down interviewing Mickey was brilliant. Um, <laughs> he started, I don't know if he'd had um, a tricky press conference or something before it, but when he started, we, obviously with everyone kind of started talking about the Forest Green game the year before. And um, it's not the most joyful thing to talk about. And then I think I used the word, obviously, oh, we had a bit of a hangover going into the next season. And he's like, oh, we didn't have a hangover. I'm glad you've asked that. And I said, like, oh, no. Not, not the way you wanna you wanna start with him, but you know what? He's sorry. brilliant. Yeah, no, he's he's brilliant. And, um, sorry, you asked me for one favorite part. You know what? Probably going over to see Jeff Hughes in in Lawn, which is brilliant because the Rach wife and I we we got a late ferry out, cheap as we could on the Friday night from Birkenhead. I left about ten o'clock on a wet, windy night in March or whenever it was last year. Got you get into Belfast about six a.m. Wait until I wear opens for Brecky, hire the car, drove the 20, 25 minutes up to Lawn. Um, and I'd agreed to do the interview with Jeff, and we kind of loosely by WhatsApp said, Oh, yeah, we'll do it at the ground. Like, I've never been to Lawn, I'd not even take the time to Google what kind of ground I was going to. Um, so to get there and find it was like a bit of a souvenir shop, stroke radio studio, stroke office, like conservatory almost in the club car park but it was full of people i was like well not gonna be able to do that 
Um, and then in the end, we end up shooting it in this the old club bar, which was like dilapidated. It was freezing cold. There was roof ceiling tiles falling in. You had to get the electricity put on. It was uh, it, it was bizarre. And then Jeff's just finished training, so he comes in, uh, had a big coat on and that, sweating, just got out out the shower or whatever, hot. And it was freezing. And this you could see your breath as you walked in. And Jeff, more professional than I am, is basically thinking. I need to look like cool and relaxed on video. So he, he takes his jacket off and he's just got this T-shirt on, cool as you like, literally, in the room, um, doing this into you, and it was absolutely freezing in there. Um, and then you like there's someone walked in halfway through, one of the old guys from the uh, from the club just walks through the room and bangs a few doors looking for a chair or whatever he was looking for. It was just it was just really fun. Uh, and Jeff himself, you know Jeff Paul, he was... Um, yeah, he's top man. Oh, he's a, he's a top guy. Such a nice bloke as well. And had all the time in the world. Um, you know, he did literally probably sat there for, I think we did an hour, maybe an hour 20 with him. We probably could have sat there for seven hours and he wouldn't have told us to go away. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, if it was a favourite moment, probably that one. But overall, it's just been, uh, it's been brilliant, mate, to just to put something together like this is, uh, is great. I assume he has got his medal. Yeah, is it Mitch Duggan's bag on it? <laughs> yeah, in the boot of his car. Yeah, so uh, I think he's got that. I, I don't know how he got home. I think he uh, he talks in the film a bit about actually the um, the days after that. Now on Gover he was. Now he he got himself locked out of his house and he needed to get on the boat back to Ireland to meet his missus. And um, yeah, I think he had a good weekend. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get let's. Um... The, the title of this is Against All the Odds. And obviously yeah. a lot went against Rovers on the day of the, of the match. Obviously the red card after 40-odd seconds. And then the three substitutions in the first half. Was the, was the title something that came sort of straight away and that was what you were working with? I think so, yeah. I think early doors. It, um, obviously you're thinking of, I can't even remember any of the titles of Brainstorm now, to be honest. It was that long ago. Um, I think doesn't the commentator say something like after Norris has scored he says something about against all the odds or at some point in the commentary he definitely says it so he does when the even though you can't um, well it's a bit of a grey area whether we could actually use the comms in the the final piece which is one of the reasons it was it was kind of left out um, but that was like okay well if the commentator is saying it in such a, a big piece of footage you know just after the goal which I think he does then it's uh, that lends itself to a title. Um, and obviously got Matt Smith from BT Sport involved in the documentary. He was superb as well to interview. And yeah. um, I don't know whether he was... No, he's, he's a proper pro, and he? Does yeah. Champions League and stuff, so he probably did it on purpose. But a couple of times during the interview, he was like, I'm, and against all the odds, Tom, you've got to find out that you can get out of this. And so he just kept dropping the title into it as well. So it was like, <laughs> perfect. There we go. Done. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And obviously it's been released today, so we're recording this on the 31st of March. Um, as you say, the response has been, has been overwhelmingly positive, hasn't it? Oh, unbelievably so. Um, yeah, the, the feedback as well. Like, I, I started by trying to reply to people on Twitter and then it just got to a point where you know, I've got a full-time job as well. Um, <laughs> I literally couldn't. I'll probably try and catch up with a few of the comments tonight, but just brilliant, mate. And I was getting text messages as well. Um, give access to some of the players on Sunday. 
any other guys have been involved with it will help me and, and close family as well. Um, like yourself, Paul, I've seen it. And all the feedback has been amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's gone down better than I could have, could have imagined, to be honest. Uh, it's boss. It's, it's I, You can't explain it when you've... You know, I mean, you've worked on big content pieces and stuff, Paul, and the time and the effort that goes into them. Um, social media can be like brutal when it wants to be you know if there's if there's something out of place you're going to get pulled up on it um so for for it to get the response it's got when when you're looking at it as much as i have been and there's a million things in there that you could pull out but it, it just goes to show you're looking at it too much and people have just been amazing like unbelievable and thank you to everyone who, who has commented so far because it's uh they've all been rad trust me and the you know they mean a lot definitely mean a lot so um, for those people who maybe don't follow you on Twitter, um, at RichardAlt83, isn't it? That's the one, mate, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for those who, probably, who may not have seen anything or seen the trailers or anything like this, let them know how they can uh, they can obtain this uh, magnificent piece of work you've put together. Cheers, mate. Yeah, so you, it's uh, it's been hosted on Vimeo.com. So it's available to buy or rent on Vimeo. Um, the full URL, and I'll try and say it slowly, is vimeo.com forward slash on demand, or one word, forward slash against all the odds. Um, or the link is, as you correctly said, on my Twitter as well. I think Tramia retweeted it today as well, actually, this morning. So there'll be a link somewhere on Tramia's Twitter before uh, before Scott Davis took a hold this afternoon. Yes, the the... The least said about that, probably the better. <laughs> Glad I'm not still there anyway, is all I can say. Um, <laughs> right, a final question. Um, now that you've uh, you've done it, you've gone through the whole process, you've put it out there, it's been released. Fancy another one? <laughs> um, oh, 100%. I'd love to do another one, to be honest with you. It's, for all the reasons I've, I've gone through in the last like half hour. It's tough, but it's like it's so rewarding. It's just so much fun. Um, what the subject area be? I don't know. As soon as you start using match footage, you just go down an absolute rabbit hole of pain. To be honest, so um, yeah, I'd love to do one. I'll let you come up with the subjects, though, mate. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> right, uh, right, Rich. Thank you very much for your time, mate. Um, really enjoyed speaking about it as I say, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it, it's brilliant um, brilliant work that uh, Rich has lovingly put together and uh, I'm sure that all Tramia fans will really enjoy reliving that day as if we've not relived it a million times before but this is a, a new take on it some new some new stories that you, uh, you won't be familiar with and stuff so well worth a watch it's what a tenner to to buy, which allows you to stream it whenever you want. Yeah, uh, I think nine ninety nine to buy, and that that stays on Vimeo then in your account for life. You can uh, you can watch that as much as you want. You can rent it as well for four ninety nine. And on Vimeo, even though it's like um, an online platform, if you've got Chromecast, you can put it on your TV. I think it goes to Apple TV and Roku and some smart TVs and goodness knows what else. So um, there's plenty of ways to watch it. Great stuff. Rich, thank you very much. Um, and everyone, go check it out. Um, links will be on our Twitter as well, at This Is Tramir, and on our Facebook page, This Is Tramir as well. Uh, Richard, oh, thank you very much. You've been listening to This Is Tramir. 
uh, with myself, Paul Harper. Thanks once again to Richard Alt for his time about speaking about Against All the Odds, a uh, documentary that you should all check out if you haven't already done so. A uh, quick thank you to our sponsors, the Tramway Rovers Official Supporters Club. And uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, very soon because we're very bored and uh, we'll, we'll try and fill as much of your time while we're all in isolation as possible. So we've got a couple more um, interviews. We've got Ian Hume lined up for a player interview coming up soon. Uh, we'll be doing a live uh, No Football Saturday 3pm podcast again on uh, Saturday, surprisingly. Um, so yeah, tune in for all that. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Take it easy, everyone. Thank you very much. ta